Now, my next two guests are Kira Turl and Gillian McNamee. And um, I have to go to Kira Turl first off because Cope Galway Domestic Abuse Service is marking 40 years of service and they're doing so indeed through art. They're going to celebrate it. Uh, but Kira joins me and Kira also looks after and is coordinator of the Sullis Oak Children's Service, which has been with Cope Galway Domestic Abuse Services for 20 years and uh, and over. And uh, Kira, good morning to you. 40 years of service is... Uh, Hell of an achievement, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if we think about it, um, we're a little bit over 40 now. 1981, the Domestic Abuse Service opened in Waterside House. Um, I'd like to think we've moved on a good bit from then. Have we? When it opened, it was the Battered Wives' Home. That's right. You had to be married. There was a lot of physical abuse connected with it. Um, So we have definitely moved on an awful lot since then. Um, We've moved from Waterside to Moella House beautiful premises, even though a lot of people in Galway would know us from Waterside House and have always supported us um, when we were in Waterside House. I was just talking this morning about uh, a family that got in touch over the Christmas um, and it was now the daughter of um, a family and she was carrying on supporting Waterside House. She remembered as a child coming to the door with her parents to offer gifts for Christmas and this is something that she's um, doing with her own family now. But the service really has moved on. Um, we now have our beautiful premises in Moella House. It's a refuge. But we also now have a service for women in our outreach women service. So not everybody needs to come to refuge, but people still need support, still need court accompaniment. I mean, I'm around a long time. Um, I remember it being called the Battered Wives. Yeah. And you had to be married at the time. You had to be married. Um, it was the battered wife's home. And like really, I suppose, back then, 1981, most people and ourselves, I suppose, you know, we didn't know an awful lot about domestic abuse. OK, people needed support. They needed refuge to get out of their home. They needed summer safety. But we now know 40 odd years later, um, there's a lot of control in relationships. People hear the term coercive control a lot, a lot now. Mm-hmm. People are more informed. There's more awareness. Um Back in 81, there was no children's service. Wasn't a great vision, though, to start it. Yeah. And I kind of, when you said, you know, it's changed and we've, 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 we've done a lot. And it's unfortunate that the service is still needed, but it is still needed because the people that you're dealing with on a daily basis, um, they're still suffering. So they are at the hands of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is still needed. Um the refuge is still needed. It's still really busy. Um, as I said, there's a lot more awareness. So many people use the service outside of the refuge. So we offer support in the community. We could meet somebody in a safe location in the community. Um, we now have a children's service called Solaso, where we also work with children who are staying in the refuge, but we also work with children in the community, in schools, in safe locations. Mm-hmm. So we now recognise... 40 years later um, and my area is working with children and young people that children and young people just as much as adults experience domestic abuse they're actually living with it um, and need an awful lot of support so we have listened to people over those years we've developed our service and shaped it uh, from what people are telling us and that's really how we learnt to work in the service I I like the idea of the outreach where they don't have to leave the home but you're there to support them yeah yeah, like not everybody's in a situation, I suppose, where um, it's a, they need to just leave the home or they feel 
with family commitments, with children, with schools, everything that they they can actually just leave now. Uh, and some people, I think, because of awareness, because there's more awareness now around domestic abuse, are in a situation where they're not quite sure exactly. They know there's something not quite good in the relationship and they need some support. So they have that opportunity now to meet a worker in a safe location and they can discuss their situation and make a plan from then. But isn't it great, Kira Terrell, that um, you can adjust to the needs? Yeah, and I think for me personally, that's something uh, over the years that I've worked there that we really have started to see. Um, it's not just one service that fits everybody. No. You really have to meet somebody where they're at. Um, so there's no point in me thinking, oh, I know what this person needs. It, it doesn't work like that. You really have to take it at somebody's pace. Uh, you have to try and understand that to actually come forward and say, I, I need to speak to somebody. I need support is a massive mm. uh, thing to do. You mentioned Solace Oak Children's Service, but I mean, you've always been really lucky after children, though, haven't you? Even down in Waterside House, you... Yeah, absolutely. Even with the, even yeah. With the limitations of yeah. space. The limitations of space, but, you know, there was something nice about that space as well, that uh, it was a, a safe space safe for children, time. and fun was, at a difficult time, was really important to us that we could offer uh, children that space to kind of sound off how they were feeling and just feel safe for the time they were with us. But we always knew there was a lot more that children and young people needed. As workers working with children and young people, we always felt confined where we were because we didn't have the resources to meet children and young people in the community. We always knew there was a much bigger reach than what we could reach mm-hmm. from the people coming into us. So now you don't have to stay in refuge to, to get yeah. support from Solisol. Which is Which is good because, I mean, if somebody will give you the number so we'll call it that you can call and, um, and, and talk to somebody. But... I think the big thing then, we've been covering it for over 30 years, is the fear of leaving the, the family home and and taking the children out. But what you said with the outreach service, that's not the case anymore. You can, if you can be safe, you can stay in the in the locality. Exactly, exactly. And like many, many people would ring us um, to talk about their children, to, to say that they've noticed maybe they're going through difficulties or maybe I feel the situation is... is is um, difficult for them at the moment and we're very open to that like you know we talk to many parents around um, the issues they're seeing with their children and maybe giving them the skills to try support that young person in the home and that's as effective as as, uh, coming into us so the Mm. more we can kind of support a parent to do that it it works really really well for us Stay with me if you don't mind I want to go to uh, Julia McNamee Head of uh, Domestic Abuse Services and to celebrate the 40 years you've decided um, to go into the art world altogether, Gillian, and put you right in there if you don't mind. Um, tell me about this beautiful piece of art. We see you, we hear you. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we've gone into the art world, but I suppose this one person in particular, Maura Finnegan, um, is the artist behind it. So the idea was originally under the Radius project from ATU, um, where they have set up that they're looking at where they are in the in the arts department in the ATU and wanting to reach out within a 2kg um a 2km radius to be able to bring in the supports around and they reached out to COPE to see could we do something together and when we had the 40 years um, we said it was an ample opportunity to help raise awareness around it and to reach a different medium um, of people so it was put out to commission and Maura was successful with coming up with the art project uh, and with that then she met with women that have used our services she has met with staff 
and through that and that discussion decided to come up with their seven plinths altogether. Um, six of them have the head of a woman on it um, that represent the different cultures, creed, uh, ages of women to show that domestic abuse isn't just one type of person that it happens to. It's, it's at all ages and across all cultures. Um, with that then she we got 10, 10 stories of people that have used our service and four of the staff members recorded it. So you have um, Eastern European, South African, Irish accents reading out these stories. So there's a QR code that travels around on the plinths so that you can hear the actual stories. Um, and even the staff that have been working for many, many years with COPE said from even listening to the stories again, just how truly powerful they are. Um, and with this, we're really just trying to start the conversation to talk about it, um, to make people realise that it's okay. It's not okay that it's happening, but it's okay to talk about it and it's okay to seek help. Um, when we were setting it up in Loch Ray, uh, we were I was out cleaning the windows and an elderly gentleman came up to me and asked me what was it about. So I was telling him it was to do with domestic abuse and he said, is it really as bad as they say it is? And I said, it is, but unfortunately it's worse. And we had a good conversation and another lady came along and spoke about it as well and she was more familiar with Waterside and was really thankful for the service. But even as she moved on, that gentleman continued to talk to me to ask, like, what does it look like and why would a man do it and why does a woman stay? And that's a lot of the myths and the conversations that we want to have to be able to make people feel more comfortable having those conversations. So it's it's a conversation, it's an open conversation then and it, it opens up the conversation. Absolutely. And it's in no way um, designed that, you know, we're, we're only here for women at the same time, you know, it's letting men to have a safe place to have that conversation as well. Yeah, but you only deal with women. I we mean, only support women, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, women yeah. and children, yeah. But yeah. for men to be able to have that conversation about, like, what is domestic abuse or if they're in a group and somebody says something derogatory or something they don't agree with about a woman, to feel comfortable to stand up mm -hmm. for that. Um, a lot of the stuff is around the prevention as well and that's in the zero tolerance policy and Kira's um, group at Sullis Oak, they actually go out to the schools to help challenge some of those thoughts um, particularly in younger people. Um, so hopefully with the, the art project as it goes around um, if you have a look at it, the, all the different heads, different colours, people are drawn to different ones, um, their eyes is where more really try to get out the emotion and that you would be able to relate to it. All their mouths are closed to represent women feeling they don't have a voice. And with this project, I suppose we are hoping that we're able to give a voice back to mm. women and to anybody that needs to contact us. So you're going to go on, I mean, we see you, we hear you, I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's great, yeah. You see, I think the key in that is seeing them as one aspect, but listening to them is the most important aspect. Yeah, and then that's represented in the art piece where the we see you, so we literally see the, the heads, but we hear you through the audio piece yeah. that's with it as well. So And the staff members then who recorded it, mm -hmm. they would have got the best out of it because the person they were interviewing uh, would have trusted them because they would have known them. Yeah, tr trust rather is vital. Than, yeah, rather than going into a studio like this and then saying, okay, tell me your story. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's that, that trust was built and that bond and trust was built up there. Where, where exactly can they see it, can I ask you? Um, so it's it's in Loch Ray until tomorrow. Um, Whereabouts? It is on the top of Mob Hill, as people would call it, in Loch Ray, at the top of Dunkellan Street, across from Goona Jass. Um, Billy Kelly kindly let us use his storefront there. 
then on to and the you had to clean the windows for Billy I had to clean the windows I didn't see that anywhere in my contract with Cope but this is apparently yeah, something that goes the, with look it look at the small print lads I'm telling you that's it Michael Smith has all these things stitched in there don't worry about it <laughs> it's all in the fine print there yeah. someplace and where does it go from from Lockray? from tomorrow then on to Athenry into the community hall um, then into Oran Moore into the library from the week of the 7th of February then Gort from the 14th to kickstart uh, Valentine's um, then into Tume into the county, county council offices there um, just to be fully confirmed but um, as of this morning as we went to print I believe that's true and then um, finishing off in Clifton in the Alcock and Brown mm. So you really are bringing them into the county even though you're a city based service but all of your clientele comes from all over the city and the county But yeah. we're also yeah. out in the county um, yeah, where we, we yeah we do the outreach out in the county as mm. well Yeah, It's funny really that you're going you know you, you mentioned Valentine's in the middle of it all Yeah It's kind of so on surreal and unreal that some of the clients that uh, you would deal with like Valentine's was a curse perhaps rather than a, a pleasure Valentine's Day. Absolutely um, and marking the big dates that we're hoping that will be back then for International Women's Day on the 8th of March. Will it be coming into town then, into the city as well? We're, we're hoping to have it back in the city. Um, we're deciding like where it would be best to get, get the most coverage for that from. Um, but it did start on this, to mark the 16 days in November. Mm. Started off in the ATU. So, and they've, they've been up in the Northwest Regional Headquarters. The guards there as well have been very good in supporting us and coming along working in collaboration. The courthouse maybe. The courthouse would be a lovely idea. Yeah, family court. Yeah. You know, it's because it's the people that you're trying to target to get them thinking um, might be going in north of the family courts. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we might we might need a bit of security. That might be a Michael Smith's contract to to stand <laughs> over them rather than cleaning out the windows. No, it's not a Michael Smith's, but it, it, it is it is in Mister O'Connor's uh, contract. <laughs> so it is um, great. I saw I saw that. His contract must be 40 years old at this stage. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, again, just give me the locations again, please. Sorry. So, um, Lockray, Athenry, Oranmore, Gorsh, Tume, and Clifton. And they can get those details on your, on your website. On our website. We have a, a special place. Um, we see you, we hear you. And also, if somebody goes into the QR code there, um, it'll bring you t- directly to where you have the, the voices of the women speaking and also where you can see the locations. And just to say, if anybody has been triggered by anything that we've said here today or needs any support or would like to find out um, anything that we do, they can contact us in our 24-hour line and it's 091 So that's if you're outside Galway or just 091 Maybe write that down for yourself. Uh, 091 uh, from there. Because Kira, when we talk about it, you normally get a good few calls. Yeah, we would. And I think... You know, somebody out there, you know, it could be yourself, it could be someone you know, somebody you love um, and, and that you have a little bit of concern for them or yourself, something in your own relationship might just make you stop and think, is this what I want? Is um, Do I feel safe? Mm-hmm. Is, is everything okay? Are my children okay? Have I noticed changes in my children that maybe what's going on at home is impacting them? And often... Um, mothers have come to us and said it was something a child said or did that made me stop and trigger think, them. Trigger them to I say, need to stop. This "Hang needs on to a stop. second, this needs for their sake. This yeah. needs to stop." Yeah, yeah, guys, it's brilliant and well done to both of you. And uh, Kira Tyrrell, thank you for joining us. Julia McNamee, thank you for joining us. 
we see you, we hear you, if you just go to copegalway.ie and uh, there's a section there that we see you and you can just get all the details from there. Well done to ATU and well done to Maureen Finnegan. No relation of mine, by the way, just in case. <laughs> God bless her, she wouldn't want to be related to me. Uh, but well done on the pieces uh, that have been created. And also just to thank Medtronic for funding the for funding the piece and being great supporters of COPE all the time. Super. Thank you. Well done Medtronic and ATU and COPE Galway and indeed uh, my two guests Kira and Chilean. Quick commercial break. Finbar Wright is joining us uh, next. He's coming to town shortly. We'll give you a chance to win some tickets. Uh, stay tuned. Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Oh, very good morning to you. Welcome on into today's uh, programme. Kira uh, Turl and Gillian McNamee joined us there. Don't forget that number, by the way, for Cope Galway. And again, if you've been affected by domestic abuse, as we've spoken about there, um, if you want to get in contact with them, the number there is 091 85. So that's a, a, a Galway number. So it's 091 85. And again, if you uh, really and truly want to uh, get in contact with them, uh, please do so. Finbar Wright is coming to town and uh, he joins me on the line because he's starting his uh, concerts running right through uh, from the 4th, I do believe he's starting, and he's going around the country and he joins me on the line uh, today and he joins me on line one. Finbar, good morning to you. How are you? Uh, good morning, Keith. I, I couldn't be better. I tell you, the sun is shining, spring is in the air and everything is good. <laughs> do you know what you'll do now? Will you, will you just open the window when you're finished and kind of blow it up this way because we're not getting any sun. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a little hazy here. Um, ah, it'll come. It'll come as the day goes on. You'll see. The clouds will lift. And with the past week, I've been listening to the dawn chorus, which is wonderful at this time of the year, uh, just as the dawn breaks and the, all the birds start singing. And, you know, it gives you the impetus to go out and do a few concerts. So <laughs> It does. But you're, you're, just for the date in question, you're going to be in Galway on the 25th of February in the Town Hall Theatre. And in the meantime, you're going to be on the 4th of February, you're going to be in uh, the Watergate Theatre in um, Kilkenny. The 11th, you're in the University Concert Hall in Limerick, a beautiful location as well. The 18th, you're in the Cork Opera House. Uh, the 25th, you're in the Town Hall Theatre. And second, you're in the National Concert Hall in Dublin. Listen, well done to you for, for going back on the road again. How did you find the COVID experience, by the way, being off the road? Well, you know, I, I know it was very hard on musicians generally, but I always have a fairly optimistic outlook, and I found plenty of jobs to do. And anyone that I didn't find, my wife found one for me. So <laughs> I I was kept very busy, and I love gardening, of course, and I love the outdoors. So, you know, you have to make the best of these things. And as Charles Dickens said, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. But, uh, you know, it, it was unusual, to say the least. It was, but you know what? It's nice to be out and the, the the other side of it because even this time last year there were still restrictions in place and all of that. But we got through it. We we had to live through it, so we did, Finbar. So now getting back on the road again for you is is wonderful. Oh, absolutely, and I'm looking forward to the Town Hall Theatre. It's always a, a beautiful venue in Galway, and uh, as you said, we're there on the 25th of February and. Um, you know, it's uh, it's great to to meet the people again and to get to sing the songs and and we we give them a good rich diet of music. Uh, Ronan Brown is coming along, the great Elon pipe player and uh, master of the low whistles and and uh, several other instruments as well. So he he's coming as a special guest and um, it'll be a, it'll be a great night. And come here to me. Um 
I heard Lyndon Burnley told me as well that you were recognised as a Cork person of the uh, the Cork person of the year awards as well. You know, so <laughs> and, do you know when they start recognising you at, when you get to a certain age um, and you're still alive? It's a, it's a great treat, so it is, Finbar. Yeah, I think they were just celebrating the fact that I still have my own hair and that I'm still alive. <laughs> I, I know, I know that feeling. But in your lifetime, yeah. I mean, you've 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 performed in, in many places, but you've also performed in front of the likes of presidents of the United States, um, popes, and otherwise. And um, again, does that does that put the hair standing on the back of your neck when you when you look back on some of the 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 places you performed? Well, I suppose it does, really. I mean, it's part of the, it's the great privilege of being a performer, you know, that you get a chance to represent Ireland, I suppose. And, and uh, the the Mass in the Phoenix Park, of course, was one of the first ones. I was only very youthful, 22, I think, at the time. And uh, it was in front of a million and a quarter people. So it certainly prepared me for a life in show business. Uh, but it was a spectacular day for Ireland, and uh, and as you say, when when President Clinton came, I I performed in Dublin Castle for him, and uh, but you know that all pales really compared to actually appearing on stage with Jerry Lee Lewis, which I did in the Cork Opera House <laughs> ninety years ago now, and sadly he passed away last year, but. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, that was a real treat because he's he he was the the legendary rock and roller, you know. But we sang White Christmas, which wasn't quite the thing. But you know, we got away with it. You did, and is is, is it a fair thing to ask you in relation to um, the music? Do you have a favorite piece of music that when you go on at night time that you wait to get to, and when you get to it, you know, you just feel wonderful when you finish it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose a lot of the songs of uh, Leonard Cohen, for example, he he has a beautiful song, Dance Me to the End of Love, uh, which was uh, really a tribute to the Holocaust and all that sort of thing. But but it's a wonderfully uh, uplifting tune at the same time in his style. I mean, songs like that, songs like his Hallelujah as well, of course, is is one that always the audience enjoy it, I'd say, no matter how often they hear it. Uh, but my own favourites are always ones like South of the Border and kind of slightly Spanish-Italian kind of uh, songs and, uh, you know, Santa Lucia, maybe ones like that. Um, uh, but I, I enjoy them all. It's, uh, and, I mean, this time out, I'm particular about picking pieces that people will enjoy and will like and all the popular songs that I've I've recorded over the years. So... It'll it'll be a, it'll be a good night. So it's kind of the, the question I asked you is like you know do you have a favorite child like which you can never answer the question to. So you kind of covered the you've covered the whole lot there by saying the various. It, it, I suppose it's it's on the day or the location that you are that makes it um, special. Well, it is. I'm always very conscious that I'm there for the audience. I mean, uh, it's their night out. Uh, it's a few hours of getting away from all the trials and tribulations of life and hopefully going on a kind of an emotional journey because uh, particular songs mean particular things to different people and things that happened in their lives and it triggers different different emotions, you know. And, and that's what I really enjoy about it. And I enjoy when people join in and like with songs like Jimmy McCarthy's bright blue rose, songs like that that people always join in on the choruses and it's great to hear it because it's like standing in front of this big choir that's singing back at you and uh, it certainly, you know, inspires you and drives you on. 
Well, listen, if they want to get tickets, they can get them at tht.ie, so they can at this stage. If uh, 569-777, if you want to give them a quick call down there, you can do so, 091 569 or tht.ie. enjoy it and safe travelling and enjoy enjoy life and enjoy the, the tour as it begins uh, on the 4th and then goes right through until uh, you finish up in the National Concert Hall in Dublin. And that'll be very special if you get a full hall on the uh, National Can- C- Concert Hall on the 2nd of March. If you have a full house there, you'll have a, you'll have a hell of a hoolie. <laughs> I, will, I will indeed. I and they can also go to Finbar, as in one R, right, uh, dot com and get further t- details and tickets are on sale there as well. Finbar, thank you for joining us. And to give you a flavour of the night in question, uh, this is South of the Border. Galway Tones, in association with Tesco. Find our award winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Now, my next guest, is she's really challenging me. God bless her. And uh, I could get tongue-tied in the middle of this one, so I could. Adventure Con uh, is taking place on the 25th of February in the Ryan Woods Hotel in Athenry. And it's all to do with Dungeons and Dragon and all the things that go the way. Uh, I'm joined in studio by Anya Caulfield from Athenry Adventures. And she says, after me today, Anya, good morning to you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You were trying to tongue-tie me. Yeah, I am. <laughs> what? So the name is... AthVentureCon, Ath is short for Ath and Rye. Adventurers, which is the name of our group, it's a fundraiser for our youth club. So uh, the fundraiser is for Ath and Rye Adventurers. The event is called AthVentureCon, Con for short for convention. Good on you. And come here, this, this could be one of the biggest outside of um, Dublin, you were saying to me. Yeah, it's going to be massive. We're having a bunch of gamers coming from uh, all over Ireland to run some games for us. There's going to be about... 50 TTRPGs, that's tabletop role-playing games, available on the day. What are they? That is like a storytelling game where the players come in as characters. Say you're a hero and you're really good with a sword or a wizard who's a good magic user and they're facing bad guys and the game master, the person who runs the game... This is impersonal, this is not virtual. Oh yeah, it's not. It's it's like video games without the screen and a bit more math. Wow. (laughs) And dice would add an element of chance as well, so... You brought in some scary looking... (laughs) Bits and bobs for you. Don't be worrying. (laughs) You brought in some uh, scary looking things here. What what are these dice here now? So the dice, uh, when you're playing a TTRPG, you would try to do things in the game. So for example, Dungeons and Dragons, you would roll a dice and you would see if you managed to hit the dragon. Oh, did I bring a dragon? I have a dragon here. I brought a dragon for you. You didn't have to, but I won myself. So there's the dragon. Now here I am. And you're rolling the dice, and yeah. whatever you roll on the dice, uh, you'd see what if you got a high number on this one. Yeah. That's a d twenty. Then you have a good chance of hitting your foe, and if you get a low number, <laughs> it could go very badly wrong. I got nine. Nine. So what would probably happen is your sword would hit against the armored. Uh, ca- um, skin of the dragon and it wouldn't get in and it wouldn't injure him and then it would be somebody else's turn in your party to try and uh, face the foe Okay, I'm putting out my fighters now <laughs> Line up all your all your fighters uh, the, the, figurines, the figurines are absolutely lovely aren't They're they? very nice, very yeah high, Very high quality These are the, the, the top of the range ones now We have a lot, you can see in the box there I have more kind of 
paper ones that are on little sandies and stuff, which we can make up pretty quickly. And it's great for our members in the club. So if they come in with character art, we can print it off and they have their own little one there to, to move around on the map as they're planning the, the actions for their characters and stuff. And um, it runs from 9am to 9pm. That's right. So the event is a fundraiser for our club. Uh, it's 9am till 9pm in Raheen Woods Hotel. Uh, we have a bunch of games, not only Dungeons and & Dragons, uh, GURPS, Call of Cthulhu, Pathfinder, Dread, Vampire, Starfinder, Alien. There's a lot. There's even going to be a new uh, game that is going to launch at our event from Chinook Games. It's called Retrospect. We're very excited about that. Yeah. And we have a bunch of people from the TTRPG community coming on board that are helping us run games and panels and talks. So that would include Homebrew Quest, Hearthfire Tales, D8 Dungeon, Cubicle 7, Penny Dragon Games and Chinook Games. So Loads this, of support. So Great. Th- this is a big industry the way you're talking about it. This there's a lot in it. There's a lot. And it's grown significantly dur- during the, the pandemic as well. People wanted to play more games at home with their families and they found their way to tabletop role-playing games, and this is what it's become now, yeah. Shanuk, is that a fox? That's a fox, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. What was the other question you wanted to ask me there? Did what? Did Stranger Things enhance people's uh, appreciation yes, of this? Yes, Stranger Things and Big Bang Theory what, and what, stuff. What is Stranger Things? Stranger Things is a television show uh, about uh, these kids in the 80s, and it's a bit spooky and stuff, but they're playing the game of Dungeons & Dragons during the show, and then some of the things that they see in the game maybe become a little bit of reality. <laughs> how, mu- how much is it to get in? Uh, 16 euro per person. I'll give you 16 euro. <laughs> would you bring your man outside the glass with you? For just, I will, yeah. I will. You get him in at 9 o'clock and keep him until 9pm. Oh, and we're looking for volunteers as well if somebody wants to come oh, help I'll, I'll donate him. I'll donate him. <laughs> <Donate. laughs> And we also have, um, you'd know from town, Dungeons and Donuts, the shop in town here. Lovely man. They are coming into our festival for the day and they're going to be bringing a bunch of the games from their libraries. There's going to be a lot of games available that are more kind of just board games um, as well as the the tabletop games. And we have Athen Rye Heritage Centre are coming in with weaponry and stuff and they're... uh, Jeff Dan from Athenry Heritage Centre is going to be there and he's going to be talking about the comparison between medieval weaponry and fantasy weaponry and how they compare, which is mm. quite interesting. I want to see that talk. Yeah. And we have fantasy authors coming in, David Green and John DeBurka and a bunch of... Uh, we have a bunch uh, Warlock Leathercraft are doing a workshop where you can make your own dice ca- tray out of leather. Mm-hmm. and it wraps up to hold on to your dice like the ones you had there. And Yeah, I have them here still for you. Um, will you be having live sword fights? <laughs> Not live know. sword fights, no. Only with dice and imagination. Uh, that's all, <laughs> you see, John, that's only in their square on a Saturday night, so it is <laughs> at two o'clock. There may be a photo op or two. There might be an opportunity for a photo op with a bit of armour on or something, but uh, not actual fights. It's... Uh, it's a storytelling game convention more than it is reenactment. <laughs> I'd be having nightmares about this tonight, I'll have you know. <laughs> oh, this paraphernalia you brought in here. Oh, yeah, sure, oh, I'll have to keep you busy. <laughs> it's, 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 there's, there's a fella there. What? Yeah, no, I'll ask, I was going to ask her that question. <laughs> is he hassling you? Oh, he is, yeah. <laughs> 
but I love it. <laughs> he wants to know what is the age range um, that you would accept going in. Well, so we he just wants to know can he get in? Like that's all. <laughs> we are accepting twelve to one hundred and twelve. Um, there is going to be a, a range of games that will be available for over eighteens. There's going to be games for absolute beginners, but also veterans. So if you've played. Back in the eighties, and you're like, oh yeah, I'd like to try that again. Okay, we can you so, can come back to this, uh, and we'll we'll reintroduce you to tabletop role playing games. So are you saying those that were in the eighties then are 112 years of age? <laughs> no, not at all. But if maybe you, they're if grannies. You, <laughs> if you get a 112 year old, I'll go down for the day. I so would I. If you, if, if, if you get a 112 year old playing these games, I'd say the oldest you'd get to be 50. You know, there is a lovely story that was going around online of these these young people that got their granny playing. And the granny made this character of, of a, like a gnome and she was rolling the dice and getting into the, like she wanted to be certain things and gnome and like, it's like the setting of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And she made such an influence on the game and her character was so strong that even she passed away afterwards and they would incorporate that character into their stories because... It was just such a special connection that they had with her. So it's really, it's a wonderful way of actually, you can get a lot of people together of all ages and really uh, dig down into some lovely stories and lovely moments. Yeah. So this is all to raise money for um, the youth of Athenry, so it is. Yes, um, yeah. Um, so if they want to get further details on that, where, where could they buy tickets for the Tickets for are available on athventurecon.ie. That's A-T-H-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-C-O-N.ie. And are they available on the 25th, Saturday the 25th of February? <laughs> we may uh, sell out before then. <laughs> on the door. <laughs> Possibly, but uh, the tickets are going fast, actually. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. What's your capacity? Uh, well, we have... 50 tables, up to 50 tables with games and we're hoping to offer at least one game to everybody on the day and the tables can take maybe five or six players each, different time slots throughout the days, but if people wanted to come at, and to visit the craft fair and so we have a craft fair and attend the talks and things, we may have other options available, but uh, we want to ensure that as many ticket holders will get to play the games, the tabletop role-playing games on the day. Come here to, and do you work full-time then in this in this field? <laughs> no. no. Uh, Athenry Adventures was a volunteer um, youth club we set up with Youth Work Ireland. And uh, it's so that uh, there's so much sport in Athenry, it's fabulous. But there's not a lot of options for the kids and the young people that want something else. And in a place where sport is king, we wanted to offer something different, a place to belong. And, and that's what happened by adventurers. The reason I'm asking you is because even your... your um, the earrings. earrings oh yeah, I came in my full garb. <laughs> <laughs> I have D20s on my earrings. Uh, that's dice D20. with 20 sides on them. Really? Are there, are there 20 mm. sides on them? And oh, there's a little dragon. <laughs> there's a dragon outside too, so there is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, listen, well done to you. And do you know, we were, I was trying to play Ghostbusters underneath you, but I wouldn't. In, oh, yeah, we'll deal with that. I was going to play Ghostbusters underneath you, so I was. He, just oh, wanted, yeah. he only wanted to come in and see your, your, um, your earrings. <laughs> you know, that's what he came in for. And he comes in there, more, yeah, give me the schedule for tomorrow morning's program. <laughs> Came in to see your earrings all together. So Don't just. worry, I'll give him some stickers and stuff when we go out. I'll <laughs> <hook him. laughs> Put them on him, please. It's 
Jason. Well done to you. You're a bit of fun, so you're and uh, k- keep much. it going on your Caulfield at the Nye Adventures. And if you want to get further details, um, th- they're selling the tickets at the hotel, are they? Uh, there's, there, it's selling online. Selling online on the, on only, yeah. yeah. So at a t h v e n t u r e c o n dot i e uh, for further details uh, from there. Onya, thank you for joining us uh, today. Will you do me a favour? Go on then. Will you take them away? <laughs> Sick. And will you take your man away? I don't like the look of him even. He's, the dragon's giving you daggers. More than the, dra- more than the dragon giving me daggers right now, so there is. Listen, well done to you. And again, if you want to get further details, it's taking place Saturday the 25th, 9am to 9pm. You can stay there all day for the 16 euro and there will be bar service and there'll be food available on the day in question as well. And uh, the team in uh, the Rahim Woods will look after you like absolute royalty. Well, might look after you like a dragon. <laughs> staff will be going on breathing fire out of it uh, so they will listen thanks for what you say Hazar I definitely think you need to bring him out that day so you do definitely and <laughs> uh, thanks Anya for joining us uh, today now uh, on a serious note we got a good response to all uh, we did with uh, the Outer Ring Road uh, quite a good response to that we're looking at that uh, tomorrow again on the programme we'll be going back uh, to that somebody else wants to know about the uh, number for Cope Galway I haven't even loaded Stings and jingles and all that. Uh, Cope Galway, the number is 0915659985. If you want to get further details there, um, please just give them a ring anytime, 24 hours a day. So if you're listening to this um, replay at night time, uh, just after midnight, 0915659985. Do not suffer alone. There is help there and the team in Cope Galway will be delighted uh, to be there with you and to help you in any way possible. That is it for today. We're back with you without the dragons and the dungeons. John Morley and myself will join you tomorrow morning just after the 9 o'clock news. I'm on the road to Dublin, so I am today, so I'll talk to you tomorrow just after the 9 o'clock news. And on tomorrow morning's programme, we're looking at home care waiting lists could be wiped out at a stroke, uh, says the HCCI. St. Gerald's College 2022 Leaving Cert students. Uh, Aileen Mulligan is the winner of the inaugural N17 Plaza Business Award. St. Bridges Weekend, uh, there's an event taking place in Gort on Sunday. Uh, the Shorts will be bringing their live comedy gig to Galway as well tomorrow. Do I have to put up with them tomorrow? John, I do like you, but anyway, Pat Jordan, his daughter, will be in studio with us. We look forward to that bit of fun as well. Jerry goes motoring. We'll have job spots and much more from yours truly, Keith Finnegan. Until tomorrow, just after the nine o'clock news, John produced Siobhan to your comments. Have a good and a safe Tuesday. We'll talk to you then. Bye bye. Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you.